0: What's up, everybody? This is Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens here, a.k.a. T.O. Get your popcorn ready. Do a favor. Leave my guy, Connor, a five-star rating after the show. Listen to it. uh, Give him some feedback. And also, if you want to listen to my podcast as well, uh, check it out, subscribe, share. Uh, You know, you don't need to leave a five-star rating. You know, uh, we're five-star. I'm five-star all the time. Uh, My podcast is called Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. Uh, Again, check out both of those podcasts. And, hey, check it out, listen, and subscribe this is a brawl network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl podcast Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Stege. Everyone, Welcome to another episode of Turning the Page on the All 22 here on Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Are uh, you here with me again flying solo? I will get some guests at some point, but at the moment it's just me uh, talking about the Eagles and Giants game. I actually wasn't sure to do one of uh, these episodes this late. It seems like a long, long time ago since there. Uh, the game as it was a Thursday night game, but I got through the 22 this week and it was a really interesting game. There's a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. I was going to do a long Twitter thread instead and I thought, you know what, let's just get on here and record it instead. So same format as always, if you're new, uh, welcome. If you've got any feedback, please let me know. We're going to go through a little bit differently this week, so I'm going to do offense and defense as always, but I sort of mix in game plan stuff, so I'm going to do it a little bit differently this week. I'll talk a little bit about scheme, then I'll go through individual players and I'll finish off by doing the same on the defensive side. So the offensive scheme in general, how did the Eagles approach this game, in my opinion? Um, on the passing game, there was a lot of dink and dunk uh, versus zone coverage. So the Giants play a lot of zone um, it's a very safe way of playing defense. I don't really commit many men. I don't play a lot of man coverage. So it, it, they sort of take away big plays, which meant the Eagles, uh, threw a lot of short curls, uh, a couple of screens, through slants in there. And they tried to keep things pretty simple, actually. And to be honest, I think it worked. I think first half, the Eagles offense was really good. And I think they should have scored more than 10 points. Um, there was a few problems like went throwing a horrible interception, uh, a few goal line problems. Um, some drops in the red zone. But over the whole, I thought the first half was good. I thought the way Doug attacked it was a sensible idea. The problem with Eagles and always will be, um, in a moment, is that without a really big play threat, um, they do rely on this dink and dung offence. Um, but I think what was actually interesting is Doug tried a few things in the second half. He tried a few uh, deep throws. He tried a few shot plays. And actually, I thought to an extent that sort of ruined the rhythm of the Eagles offence. I thought they were better when they were keeping it short and simple in this game. Um, so we saw a lot of curl routes and stuff. I thought that worked pretty well. Running-wise, they definitely mixed up with uh, Boston Scott. I thought they ran a lot more zone. They ran a lot more from shotgun with Boston Scott. They don't seem to want to run under centre with him. And to be honest, I think it worked. I think I said last week I called for a few more zone runs. I know it doesn't suit the offensive line, but I think uh, when you've got Jason Kelsey and you've got Miles Sanders in this game, Boston Scott, um, they definitely went to a more of a zone running game. We saw a lot of attempts to try and get Boston Scott in space, which I think worked. So, on the individual players, really quickly. I thought Wentz was actually better than expected on second watch. I thought he was pretty good. He made a, an absolute howler with the interception. There's no excusing that. I don't know what to say at this point. It's who Wentz is. I think we've just got to get used to it. He will throw some horrendous interceptions. Um, that pick, I will say, the only thing I will say in his defence on the third drive of that interception, was it came after a sack. So it's classic Wentz trying to make a play after something's gone wrong already. So the odds are they weren't going to get a touchdown on that drive because it was already second or third and long. So he's just trying to make a play and he shouldn't. They should take the three points, but that's the way it goes. But he had a couple of beautiful throws. Obviously, was touchdowns to Boston Scott was um, very, very good. There was a throw to Deshaun Jackson against Cover Two on the side where he squeezed the ball into a very tight window. The deep throw to Hightower in the game was very clever, the way he looked off the safety. Uh, there was a touchdown to Richard. Or not touchdown, but a throw to Richard Rogers earlier on, on second and long, where again he used his eyes to manipulate the safety and then came back across his body to hit Richard Rogers on sort of like a deep curl. Um, I just thought he was very, very clever with his ball placement. I thought his game was very good as a whole. I thought we led the offense well. I think they should have scored more points. I also, you can't ignore the fact that he put the offense on his back at the end there, which was really good. On the running backs. I thought Boston Scott was fine. Um, they missed Moe Sanders, obviously. He definitely seems to be a better player when he's fed more touches. He doesn't seem to be one of those backs that can come in and do it. He seems like he's better when he gets in the rhythm. And I thought, especially catching the ball, he got in a nice rhythm in this game. But they obviously missed Moe Sanders, and the running game wasn't great again. It was better than it has been, but it wasn't brilliant. Uh, a lot of that was because of the offensive lineman, who we will come on to shortly. Wide receivers, good game. Shame about the Sean Jackson getting injured because he looked good. He didn't look great. He didn't look particularly explosive down the field to me, but he looked fine. He was good enough. Um, Hightower didn't play much, but he obviously made the big play, which was great to see um, some confidence there. It, It was sort of, again, it was a nice deep route. It wasn't the best uh, route you have ever seen in the world. Um, The cornerback just sort of got stuck a bit flat-footed, but credit to him for getting downfield. Credit him for hauling in the ball. Uh, Greg Ward, really nice game. Uh, We know what Greg Greg Ward is at this point. He's not explosive. He's not brilliant. He's just a good, solid slot receiver who will move the chains. Um, I really liked his touchdown uh, where Wentz was on a rollout. Uh, Greg Ward makes those plays look easy, um, but it was quite clever. Uh, playing a clever catch, the guy I do want to talk about was Travis Fulgham, who just stood out again. The out route, uh, the out route he caught from the slot, where he sort of extended his body and done like a forward roll, was exceptional. But he's—he's he's not just his hands. I always thought he was more like an Alshon runner, of someone who doesn't really get much separation but just makes great catches. And do you know what? He—he he looks more fluid than Alshon ever did to me. The person, people I think of and I watch. Travis Fogel at the moment is like a combination of sort of a T Higgins, who I really liked, who can work the boundary, um, like a boundary X, which is what I thought when I watched um, him this week. But also a bit like Kenny Golliday, the way he just makes these really, really nice catches. He reminds me of that sort of star receiver, where he's your X receiver, he's your boundary X, but he can also play in the slot. He can also get open running out routes. Just a couple of really nice plays and really nice separations. That's really good to see. Uh, hopefully we get Rega back this weekend because – Fulgham at X, Rager at Z, Ward in the slot, Hightower coming up as your fourth receiver. Just the makings of a pretty decent receiving core there. And I thought also shout out to Richard Rogers who I thought played well this game. Uh, Blocking was good, good getting open against zone coverage, good hands, looked quite explosive. So, yeah, um, from a receiving point of view, it was good. And they would have had more points if it wasn't for the offensive line, who did not have a good game. Uh, Nate Herbig had his worst game as a pro. Just got beat a lot in pass pro. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the left guard's name. Opeta, I guess that's how you say it. Uh, not very good. And Jordan Malata, not very good this game. His weakest game. I think he struggled a lot against some of the bigger defensive ends. That's something to watch out for. If Jason Peters comes back, I would still like to leave Jordan Mailata out there. But being honest, this was not his best game. And there was a couple of plays, one in particular in the first half, I remember, on first and 10, when the Eagles called a downfield throw and had the Sean Jackson and Richard Rogers both running deep roots and crossing over, almost like a type of scissors play. And the Sean was open and Wentz just didn't have time to throw because the pass protection wasn't good enough. So the pass protection limited the offence big time. I thought that was the biggest problem with the offence this week. And uh, a couple of extra starters would make a big difference. We've never really seen Jason Peters at a guard, but I'm almost certain he will play better than Apetta and Herbig did this week. Right, on to the defense. Uh, just for I'm just thinking, didn't miss anything out there. No, I'm pretty happy I covered most of the stuff there. Right, so on to the defense. Uh, loved this game defensively. Not in particular, in terms of I think they've done a great job because Short did give up a few too many points. You shouldn't be giving 20 points out to the Giants, so you could say that was a negative. But I thought Short called a really good game. I think in the end, the Eagles just got beat by a mistake by Rodney McLeod it looked to me on an 80-yard run by Daniel Jones but it looked to me like McLeod just missed his run fit I might have been wrong it's hard to know how they coached but it looked like McLeod just completely missed uh, his gap fill there then they got beat by a deep throw to Golden Tate which the way the Eagles play their cornerbacks they leave them one-on-one and occasionally you get beat by a good throw and a good catch to Golden Tate against um, Crave on the block who I thought played well we competed just Golden Tate's good and they used Golden Tate well in this game and you beat him a couple of times Um, So, yeah, that happens. But actually, I think there was a lot of cool looks in this game. People always moan about Schwartz, who doesn't disguise his coverage. I think he definitely did this game. There was a lot of zone rushes where they dropped defensive tackles, defensive ends. It looked like they were going to bring four. Sometimes they bring six. Sometimes they bring four. Um, Good examples of this were the Nate Gary and uh, Alex Singleton sacks. Both of them, they looked like they were going to bring pressure and they did bring pressure. But they dropped their defensive end into coverage. Then you saw what happens when you fake pressure like this because later on in the game, or they uh, faked a blitz up the A-gap. They didn't blitz at all. Gary dropped back into coverage as did Singleton. Daniel Jones panicked through the ball, got deflected straight away, and Mills ended up, uh, picking it off so I thought um, Schwartz had a really nice game I thought he disguised his coverage I thought he threw quite a lot of Daniel Jones which you need to do when you're playing young quarterbacks so overall I think it was a cool game um, to watch defensively there was a lot of nice rushes a lot of nice blitzes quite a lot of disguised coverage which we don't often see with Schwartz for the main part though most plays were a standard Jim Schwartz game plans a lot of cover one a lot of quarterbacks especially in the slot on islands, depending on what way Rodney McLe- depending on where Rodney McLeod was but I think overall the scheme was pretty good I can't criticise Schwartz too much today. So, on the position groups? Uh, defensive line were good, as always. They gave up a few plays in the run game that I wouldn't expect in the second half, but overall, they were pretty strong. Brandon Graham's really good this year. I mean, he's been really good for a while, but really good this year, both on against the run and rushing the passer. I thought Barnett and Sweat were fine as well. Um, Cox had some really good plays against the run. He's not dominating the pass game like we maybe would like to see Fletcher Cox. I think he's obviously a very, very good player. There's questions about how much he's disrupting the pass again at the moment, which I think are fair. But he's still playing very well and he's a very, very good player. So defensive line done what I think you'd expect. Um, yeah, well, they missed Malik Jackson. I think that's a fair uh, point rushing the quarterback, but I think they looked pretty good. I think Curry had a really nice rep as well um, where he should have sat the quarterback and he just missed him, which is a bit like we've seen Vinny Curry in the past, but I thought he did play well best game by the linebackers all year. I thought Nate Gary was good. Yes, you heard me correctly. You know on here I will defend Nate Gary a little bit anyway, but I thought that was his best game. His blitz was excellent with a sack. He led the team in stops again, just like he did last week. Perfect, profitable focus. Didn't miss as many tackles. Coverage was fine. Um, Alex Ingleton just looks good. I think Alex is a good linebacker. And with TJ Edwards coming back, he should not replace Alex Ingleton in my opinion, at all. I think the linebackers should stay as they are. I think it was a pretty decent game for uh, the two of them. Secondary was interesting this game. I thought Mills played okay. I thought Mills looked reasonable in coverage against Everdinger Graham. Will Parks didn't play a lot, which surprised me. And to be honest, I quite liked it because when he did play, he looked lost. And if you watch that play where Everdinger dropped the ball the last dry, which could have ended the game, Parks just didn't look like he knew what he was being expected to do, which is a little bit of a concern because I think they asked quite a lot out of him. Uh, Darius Slay was good, said last week. What do I say about Darius Slate? He's a very good cornerback. He'll get beat. Darius Slayton beat him a couple of times. You could say a touchdown was on him to Sterling Shepard, but it was more scheme than him being beat individually. But he's just a good, solid cornerback. He'll get beat three, four times a game by good receivers, um, as most cornerbacks do unless they're absolutely elite. Um, but except for that, he's a very, very solid cornerback who quarterbacks clearly are avoiding at the moment. Roby Coleman still didn't have the best game, in my opinion. He's got a bit of an issue with his tackling, which he could clean up. I thought Mills was fine in the secondary. I thought McLeod was good, except for that run-fit mistake. But overall, I thought um, the secondary were okay. Craven LeBlanc's an interesting one because he got beat for the touchdown by Golden Tate and got called for PI later on for Golden Tate, but also made a nice breakup in the red zone. I think if you look at those plays, LeBlanc's not giving up much separation. He just got done by Golden Tate twice. Um, in close sort of space, one on the touchdown and one giving up PR where he got a bit too handsy. I don't mind that too much. I think for the most part, if as you're there as a cornerback and you're competing, I can deal with you giving up a few plays here and there because this is the NFL and opposition teams will score too. So I don't mind you giving up too many plays like that. It's when you're getting killed and giving up huge separation that I care a little bit more. So overall, I thought it was a pretty solid game for the Eagles. If they didn't miss a field goal, if they didn't uh, create some absolute nightmare calls in the red zone, which just didn't work, I think they would have won comfortably. And I am confident that moving forward with Rager, Peters, Lane getting healthy, maybe Samalu coming back, the offence will look better. and I think the defence will continue to look better as they get more accustomed to playing with each other. It's still a very new secondary, remember, and they're getting used uh, to playing like that. But overall, I think it was an encouraging game because of Schwartz and the linebackers. Ideally, you would want the Eagles to beat the Giants more than by a point because of a last-minute touchdown. But I think overall, when you watch the game back, it's quite clear the Eagles were significantly better than the Giants. And the first half in particular, I think the Eagles moved the ball very, very easily on the Giants. So I'm not too worried, even though they were an evening Ingram drop pass away from potentially losing this game. Anyway, I know it's a late one, but better late than never, hopefully. As always, uh, let me know if you've got any feedback at Johnny Page 9 um, Just want to say a little shout out to appreciate the amount of support we've got here on Eagles Brawl. It's been a crazy six months. It's been a lot of fun doing this. So if you're enjoying it, please let me know. And any other ideas you've got for the All 22 podcast, um, that is completely fine. I will try and get some guests on here in the future to discuss it with me. Anyway, take care, everyone, and I shall speak to you next week.